A doctor, a lawyer, a pastor, a teacher, and a 12-year-old girl were on a flight when all of a sudden the pilot burst out of the cockpit. He had a parachute strapped to his back and he said, I have bad news and I have good news. The bad news is we've had a malfunction and I can no longer control the plane. It is going to crash. Then he said, but I have good news. There's uh, plenty of time to get out and there are parachute packs in the back. At that, he opened the door, out the door he went, parachuting to safety. The doctor, looking toward the cockpit and seeing only four packs, knowing that there were five of them sitting on the plane, panicked right away, and he stood up and he said to all of those gathered, he said, I am an intelligent and important and, and one, a world-renowned doctor. I save lives. My life is so important. You'll understand. And he grabbed one of the packs there and he strapped it on and out the door he went. The lawyer was quick to follow. She said, I'm an intelligent, dedicated lawyer. I'm, I'm a force in our community my life is too important to lose. And with that, she strapped on a pack and out the door she went. The pastor was next in line. You must understand, he said in his best preaching tone. My church needs me for all the ministry that we do in our community. They couldn't do it without me. And with that, he grabbed one of the two remaining packs and strapped it on. And out the door he went. The teacher, at this point, turned to the 12-year-old, and she said, I have always tried to put my students first in my classroom, in my life. Today is no different. I will make sure you get to safety. At which point, the flight attendant that everyone had forgotten about came from the back of the plane and said, no, no worries. There are parachutes for each of you in the, in the back of the plane. It's just a shame. I'm so sorry that in their rush to save themselves, the others reached for the food packs that we brought along <laughs> for the flight. Today's question is, what are you reaching for? What are you reaching for. Let's pray. God, in, in your word today and in this time of reflection today, I, I just pray that, that you meet us where we are, that you, you have a word for each one of us to, to hear. God, I, we know you have a word for each one of us to hear, so speak to us this day. Open our hearts a little wider so that your love rushes in. Break open our, our minds to see a little bit more of what you see and remind us that your word isn't just for us. It's for us to carry good news to our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every week at Clay Church here, we end our worship service by saying a promise that we make to God together. We call it our Clay Covenant. 
right? Many of you, I know, know these words by heart. I know this because we changed a couple of them a few years ago. And, uh, and, and some of you still do the old words, I think, even today, because you know them by heart. Every week we say this, I will pursue the faithful life, reaching up to God each day, reaching out to serve someone this week, and reaching one more person with the love of God. I wonder, do you ever stop and think about what these words mean? Every week we are making this promise in front of God. Like, do we keep the promise, or are they just words that we, we say on, on Sunday morning? I can't speak for all of you, but, but I, know, I know for me, I do this with, with things that I memorize, things that I know so well that I say them without even thinking. Sometimes when I say something over and over and over again, it just, it almost becomes background, right? I, I don't even stop to pause anymore and think about what I'm saying. But what about these words, this promise that we make every week? Well, this month, with the help of really with scripture, that with digging into scripture this month, we're going to explore these words again. And we're going to think about what, is, what does it mean when I say that? What exactly are we promising every time we say this? What would it look like in our lives and in, this, in, in the Michiana community if we lived by these words? We're going to explore the covenant line by line through the month, reflecting on really what, on, on what impact these words have on our lives as followers of Jesus, or, or another way to think of what impact we want them to make. In some ways, I think of this month, where this sermon series is called Reach, and I think about it as sort of defining who we are as Clay Church, where we find that grinding and that grounding in Scripture. So this week, we're going to look just at line one, I will pursue the faithful life. I will pursue the faithful life. And we're going to come back to pursue in a little bit. But, uh, but to start today, I thought we'd, we'd ask another question. Like, what does that mean? What is a faithful life? Or if we ask this in more churchy terms... We might think about it this way. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? What does the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ look like? And I think when we think about this, it's really easy to, to have these questions like, so, you know, if I go to church, am I a follower of Jesus Christ? Does that make me a follower of, of Jesus? Is that a faithful life, going to church, going to worship? Is that a faithful life? If I read my Bible every day, is, is, that a, is that a faithful life? Does that make me a follower? If I just say I believe in Jesus, is, is, that, is that grounds for a faithful life? I, I, so, I don't know about you, I, I have a to-do list every week, right? And there are things that I, I check off. And so, if, if I'm going to take on something, I want to know, like, what do I need to do to, to, to get this done or make this happen? Any of you, you just wish you had a checklist? All right, faithful life. These eight things this week, and then I will know that I'm a faithful follower of Jesus. Anyone would really like a, a checklist? Well, there's this great story about following Jesus and, and what Jesus teaches about a faithful life 
in Luke chapter 9. That's where we're going to go today. If you want to get out your Bibles and, and follow along, you're welcome, welcome to do that. We're going to be in, in Luke chapter 9. And the context here is, is really important. Jesus has called his disciples. And we ought to pause for just a moment. We throw around this word disciples, and, and people outside the church, we sort of just assume everybody knows what a disciple is. But did you know that the word disciple, it literally means learner. The Greek word, it literally means to learn. So a disciple is one who recognizes a rabbi, a teacher, knows, has, has wisdom that they want to know, has a way of living that is filled with blessing that they want to experience. And so they follow the rabbi, literally give their lives to the rabbi. They follow them around, constantly learning from them. That's what a, a disciple is. So Jesus, in this case, is the rabbi. His followers are the disciples. And, and so he calls some people to follow him, and, and they say yes, and they begin following him around and, and learning from his teaching and watching what he is doing. Jesus begins to show them the way of God, and then, and then it's, it's almost like uh, for students, I know we're probably not supposed to talk about school because they're going back or they've already gone back and they don't want to talk about it in my house, but right, it's like students and, and they've reached that first, you know, that first lesson and it's time for the test. Jesus in chapter 9, he sends his followers out to share good news with others. It's like, okay, you've, you've learned all this from me. It is time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you out. And so they go, they go out and the word begins to spread. Obviously, they learn some things because Herod actually learns about it. And he's like, who is this, this rabbi, this, this teacher stirring things up in this kingdom? And then the, the disciples come back, Luke chapter 9 tells us, and, uh, and they're, they're gathering around Jesus and, and they're trying to get away, but these crowds just keep following them. They want, they want more of this. They, they want, want to know more about Jesus. More and more people are coming. And, uh, and so... Evening comes, and it's dinner time, and they don't have any food, and, and, and many, many of you know this story, right? The disciples say, oh, there's no way we can feed all these people, and Jesus says, And, he, and it's just them, and they've drawn apart. It says to pray. Jesus is modeling a life of, of pulling away to pray. And it says Jesus asks them a question. We pick up the story here in, in Luke 9, verse 18. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? This is actually what Herod wanted to know as well. Right now, Jesus is asking those who pursue, who are pursuing a faithful life in his teaching. He's, he's asking them, what have you learned? The people are, are talking about Elijah and, and all these other names. What have you learned? And th this is what the, the disciples, it says, they replied, verse 19, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. 
Then Jesus gets to the heart of it and he says, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, the Messiah. God's Messiah. A few months ago here at Clay Church, Aaron shared a message about, about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple. And, uh, and he shared this, this biblical truth that we, that we see right here. The first step in a faithful life is believing in the saving love of Jesus Christ. A faithful life begins with believing. Peter, right? Peter is always the first to raise his hand, the, the first to blurt out an answer. But so often he's speaking what the other followers also know. He's kind of the, he's kind of the mouthpiece of the followers. And, and when he's asked this question, he is ready to answer, we believe that you are the Messiah, the one who will save and deliver us. Right? A faithful life begins with, with believing this truth that Jesus loves you. A faithful life begins believing in the, in the power of, of God through Jesus to save you for eternity. Believing in the, the power of that love to transform you and, and shape your life. Believing that you were created with God with a purpose. Believing that that, that purpose that God has given you is part of, a, of the greater thing that God is doing. You're invited to accept this amazing invitation. That is where a faithful life begins. But Jesus doesn't stop there in this teaching about the faithful life. It isn't just about believing. This is what he says next. Picking up at verse 21, Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Now, wait a minute, I'm guessing the disciples are saying at this point. If we put ourselves in their shoes, right, it's like, whoa, what? now, now, hang on. Right, we thought we were signing up for the winning team here. Right, Messiah means, to us, it means winning team. And now you're talking about, like, like suffering and, and death. That's, that's not what we thought we were getting into. Right? What is this about rejection and dying? We were signing up because we thought that like, that would lead to the right and left hand in the, in the, in the kingdom to come. Like, there, there were going to be benefits to this. And now you're, saying, you're talking about rejection and dying. Jesus keeps teaching. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me daily. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their lives for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? I remember a ministry interview years ago. I was in the canopy process to become a pastor. And I was asked in that in that. It was one of the early interviews, and I was asked, like, what does your faith mean to you? Like, what does your faith in Jesus mean to you? 
And I don't remember the exact words of my answer, but I, I know I said something like this. I, I love that my faith in Jesus makes me into a better version of me. My faith in Jesus leads me to be a better version of myself. And one of the team that was interviewing me, this dear, wonderful pastor, she looked right at me. I, have you ever been looked at where somebody looks past your eyes and like right into your soul? It was that look. She looked right at me and she said, so is your faith about you? And it's funny, I don't remember the exact words, and I don't remember what I responded, but I remember what happened in my head in that moment, because I just, like, I was nervous already, and it sent me, like, just spinning with thoughts, like, what's the right answer here? I mean, I, I, I do, I do believe, I, I want to be a better me to represent and, and serve Jesus, but this, this pastor's asking me a deeper and more important question, was I just following Jesus to make myself better, to get ahead, to be, to be a better me? Or Jesus says the disciple, a follower of him, is someone who denies themselves and takes up their cross daily. I don't know about you, but, but these words, like I find these words incredibly challenging. Every time I read them, what, what does it mean to deny oneself? Do I need to give up everything that I love? What is Jesus saying when he talks about saving and losing our lives? I'm not sure any teaching of Jesus challenges or should challenge us more on a daily basis. And maybe that's the point of this teaching for the followers of Jesus. Maybe that's the point. That they won't just get comfortable, think they've have it all figured out. Living a faithful life for Jesus isn't something to just take for granted. Sort of slide into and then feel like you've got it and, and be chill there, right? Living a faithful life isn't the easy road. Living the faithful life as a follower of Jesus, it isn't about personal achievement or, or personal glory. It isn't about winning in the sense of power or, or status or getting ahead. We find something very different when we look at what it really means to live a faithful life as a follower of Jesus. When Jesus says then that the followers must deny themselves, the words can literally be translated as not paying attention to themselves. I kind of like that. Like, I don't understand exactly what he means to deny himself. But I, I, I get if Jesus tells me not to pay attention to myself, because I like to pay attention to myself. Right? In other words, the faithful life is giving our full attention to Jesus not following our own wants, not even being driven by our own needs, not following the world's way, but following the way of Jesus, who is always giving of himself for others.
And then when Jesus speaks of the cross, take up your cross, we should, we should note the early followers would come to understand what he meant. Taking up one's cross isn't to glorify one's own suffering. As we sometimes say today, I don't know, I, I've, I know I've even said this, but have you ever heard somebody say, this is my cross to bear? Um, and, and so often, this is my cross to bear is, is pointing to the suffering and not that which takes us through the suffering. But those who followed Jesus, they would come to understand what this meant. Jesus was inviting his followers not to take up a sword, but to take up to be willing to draw attention away from one's own needs and being willing to give everything, everything for the life of others, particularly the outcast and the sick and the hurting and those suffering in God's world. And Jesus doesn't stop there in this teaching, right? He keeps going. He makes sure that we, we know Luke makes sure that we know that, and adds two words. This saying appears in other places in the gospel, but in Luke, there are two words that Luke wants to make sure we know that Jesus said every day. Take up your cross every day. Deny yourself every day. Right? Not, not following our own wants, making sacrifices for others. Jesus says this isn't a one-time deal. It's not like, oh, you made a sacrifice today, and, and so now you're a follower, you're good. No, this isn't a one-time deal. Being a true follower of Jesus, it's not, it's not a single declaration. It is, it is a lifetime commitment. It isn't two or three things off of a, a checklist. It's not just a label, oh, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. It is a way of living the follower of Jesus makes sacrifices every day to live in the way of Jesus and for others. And finally, as we, as we unpack this teaching about what a faithful life looks like, when Jesus talks about saving and losing one's life, the word for life is psyche. And it literally means soul. So this isn't Sometimes we think about this as, are you willing to give your life? Like, are you willing to die for Jesus? And, and certainly Jesus died for all of us, but we miss the nuance of what Jesus is saying here. If we think about it like as literal life, what Jesus is saying is, are you willing to, to, to lose?
Jesus in every aspect of one's life and every day. This is the faithful life that we pursue. To commit oneself to being with Jesus. To learn from Jesus how to be like Jesus every day in every aspect of one's life. This is what Jesus invites us to to pursue, to reach for. So, we talked earlier, is is going to worship part of the faithful life? Sure, but, but just a part of it. Is reading our Bibles part of the faithful life? Sure, but, but it's only a part of it. People can do both of those things and not live a life pers- pursuing the, the faithful life that Jesus offers. sermon today and tomorrow you're talking to somebody and they're like hey what was the, what was the sermon at your church about yesterday and you go um jesus don't worry i preach sermons and sometimes by monday or tuesday someone will be like what'd you preach on sunday um jesus so this week This week, I'm going to give you something really simple to remember, something to take with you. Are you ready? You just have to remember three prepositions. With, from, like. Say these with me. With, from, like. Right? So when somebody says, what was the sermon about? You can say, with, from, like. And then they'll look at you like, what? That's just weird. And you can say, the sermon was about walking with Jesus every day, learning from Jesus every day. Seeking to be like Jesus every day. With, from, like. Let's say them one more time. With, from, like. Walking with Jesus every day. Learning from Jesus every day. Being like Jesus every day. How do we do this? We pursue the faithful life. That's our promise. It's the first line of what we say. Every week we say we're going to do this. For the next three weeks, you might be like, so how do I do that? Like, I still want the checklist. We're going to work toward that. Like, what it looks like over the next three weeks as we unpack the rest of our covenant. But for now, for now, we go with this call. With, from, and like to walk with Jesus every day. To learn from Jesus every day. To be like Jesus every day. To pursue the faithful life to ask ourselves in each and every moment, what am I reaching for? Amen.